This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is dating responsibly. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, love resolutions for dating success in the new year, and why sending nudes to strangers might mean jail time now. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener whose boyfriend is not suave about asking to have sex, and another listener who is annoyed that her guy friends won't stop asking her out. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. He has written about dating for Essence and given a TEDx speech titled Dating is Dead. He is the author of the dating books, If All Men Are Dogs, Then Women, You Hold the Leash, and What I've Learned About Dating, and the ebook Date Responsibly. Please welcome this week's guest, Kevin Carr. Hello, hello. Thank you for coming Hi. on the show. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you. We watched your, your TEDx speech. Yep. We're inspired. Um, so you say that your perspective can help singles navigate dating in our current cultural climate. Tell us a little more about that. What is your perspective and how did you start speaking and writing about this topic? Yep, It really happened uh, out of a conversation. Uh, my cousin was nine months pregnant and I was taking her to the hospital to get her labor induced. And uh, on the way to the hospital... You know, I'm, you know, you're my cousin. I love you, but uh, where's the guy who made this baby? You know, why am I taking you to the hospital? He, she hadn't heard from him in weeks. Uh, he basically was a dirtbag. Um, and so um, I, I used to work in finance. I got to work the next day, and I was talking to a friend of mine saying, "Hey, listen, you know, when you you can't you can't help who you meet. Sometimes you can't help uh, their interactions or their actions. But when you allow somebody to mistreat you continually, at that point, you have a responsibility in that." And she said, you should write a book. And I said, hmm. And I went back to my desk and wrote the introduction. And so here we are. Um, and so in doing that, um, I kind of realized my audience, um, just like much of you guys, is just, you know, singles navigating, uh, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, and that's, that's what has led me to uh, to this conversation. So where is, like, the line between, like, like that sucks so bad about your cousin. Mm-hmm. She probably thought there's no way she went into it thinking this guy's a dirtbag, right? So at what point do you take responsibility for dating dirtbags? And then at what point is it like it's just bad luck and it you can't take responsibility for somebody else's actions, you know? And how do you kind of figure that out? I think it's a fine line. I think that uh, again, we meet people and sometimes they just don't turn out to be uh, the people they that we thought they were. Um, I feel and, like that is that's what usually happens um, with our listeners. You know, you think you're meeting someone nice, right? Yeah, right. but there, there are some. There are, and so in her instance, um, you know, she missed some red flags along the way, and so we, I think we've all done it, right? We meet people, and we're there's the chemistry is great, or we're attracted to them, and we overlook some of those behaviors that are like. Mm about that right no. or you make excuses right that's, yeah. you see them but you excuse them away like, or it's so you hard. make up stories for why they're happening a hundred percent you're like all right nobody's perfect we're mm-hmm. all human and it's like where do you draw the line between of course you're not going to date someone that's perfect and you do have to understand that people are going to make mistakes along the way mm-hmm. but then which ones are the red flags that you need to like cut your losses and move on and then it's like you know trying to f- you know, again, we all have them. Like you said, nobody's perfect. So it's like identifying, is this behavior uh, that'll kind of consistently happen over time? And can I, can I manage this? Like, can I deal with this with this person? You know, sometimes a red flag isn't always a stop sign. Sometimes it's just a caution. You know, 
I might need to pay attention. I might need to investigate right. a little more. It's like a yellow light instead yeah. of a red Just light. Just caution. You know, take your yeah. time, but don't overlook it. What um, were the red flags your cousin missed? Uh, well, he, he wasn't the most honest. He wasn't consistent in the beginning, right? So it's like, if he's not consistent in the first six months, <laughs> it's hard to get him consistent at year two, right? So it's like some of those things. Um, and then some character issues. Like, you know, God couldn't keep a job, stuff like that. So just, um, you know... People's daily character tend to reveal themselves over time, uh, and it's important even as we're caught up in that bliss of, I'm in love, right? It's important to just, you know, stay sober enough to really address those things when they happen um, so larger issues don't surface down the line. So you have a book with a great title, Um, (laughs) If All Men Are Dogs, The Women You Hold the Leash. That's That's empowering. Yeah. Not to men, but to women. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So what does that mean? It basically means, in, in a nutshell, I can only go as far as you let me. Um, that doesn't excuse me for uh, having to be, or at least should be in the person that I present myself as, um, honest, being uh, respectful and all those things. But the reality is, you're going to meet people that aren't. You're going to meet people that just, for whatever reason, aren't the type of person that you really should be attached to. And at that point, you have a decision to make as to, um, am I going to attach myself to this person? Am I going to allow this person into my life? Like, I think sometimes we miss that when it comes to dating, right? We have a choice as to the proximity we allow people um, in our in our space, you know? Is right. it kind of like people are going to try to push the boundaries as far as you'll let them in a way? Yeah, absolutely. And like setting the standards mm-hmm. early on? I guess I can see that. Like, even early on, like, Nick, I got lucky and Nick is just the nicest, kindest guy. I don't need to, like, put a leash on him, you know? But... Just for like a little example was at the beginning when we first met, he would, he started texting me like, Hey, like want to go to like bar, want to like meet out. Like it was like holiday season mm-hmm. and you know, uh, I'm like out and about and I just early on was like, I'm not going to have our, my first kind of like date. We had met at a holiday party. I'm like, I'm not going to have like our first hangout post meeting be like late night. So I just kept saying I'm busy, like I'm busy and busy and busy. And, but I'd love to hang out. And I was still very, you know, happy and trying to be positive to show I was interested. And then eventually he got the hint, like, okay, if I'm going to hang out with this girl, I need to like make reservations and like ask her out to dinner ahead of time. Cause she's right. not going to do the like late night mm-hmm. thing. So it was like me, me setting my boundaries. Is yeah. that kind of what you're talking yeah, about? Absolutely. Because once you like, if you don't set them, you can't set them. You can't go and try to set them six months down the line, right? And so, people in all type of relationships, people kind of rise up to the boundaries and the standards that you have, or they they or they weed they weed people out as well. So it helps you both ways. Either you know, okay, this person is willing to do this, um, wh- whatever that behavior that you know you expect is, or this person isn't, and it weeds them out. So right. you've been writing about dating for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, are you single? How has it affected your own dating life? And how has it made you think about about uh, yeah yourself and the type of people you look for? Yeah, uh, yeah it has uh, in, a, in a few different ways. I mean, um, people who think, uh, you know, when you're on dates, it's like, because like as writers, you know, people now create a certain perception of you. So it's like, why well, am I out with like the love version of Dr. Phil? Right, it's like, is this an interview? No, we're just having like. Do they expect you to be perfect because yeah. you're like the dating expert? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like, or if like you do something that doesn't really line up with it, they like, you know, I thought you were a dating expert. You are supposed to know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're currently dating. Yes. You're currently single. Yes. We're never sure if having significant others makes us uh, frauds for having a show called This Is Why You're Single, or if it makes us more reliable. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, because it's really, sometimes 
I feel the same way as you is like I could be great at giving advice to a friend, but it doesn't mean I'm always going to follow the advice myself. Yourself, it's yeah. so much easier to be from like an outside perspective to see what's going on with the problem. But when you're in it, you get like those foggy love colored glasses. And I'm like, I, I mean, I definitely have started fights and done things that yeah. I would tell any friend of mine, like, girl, you're crazy. <laughs> Right. What are you doing? <laughs> and also, what are you doing? This is a good guy. What are you doing? You know, it lends to the content as well. As a writer, like you, your life is your content. And so, and the reason I'm able to kind of write about, you know, looking out for red flags and don't ignore them because I've been in situations where I have ignored them, and six months down the line said, "Oh, wait a minute." Yeah, you, you you're know? doing field research. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in your TEDx talk, you, it's titled um, "Dating Is Dead." Yep. Personally, I cannot stand when people, when millennials, get shit for things. We killed everything. We killed yeah. chain restaurants. Yeah. We killed napkins. Mm-hmm. Is the new one? Um, is it true that millennials have killed dating? Did we do it? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think that um, we're in an interesting place. Uh, it's a different space, right? Like life is different now uh, with. We are in the digital age. The way we conduct ourselves daily has changed. And I think that, um, you know, we're in kind of that place where, especially millennials, where it's like, because you're, you're old enough to still appreciate what it was like not to be glued to your phone, but also you have that dynamic now. So it's like trying to find the balance in that. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, no, I think we are doing just fine. I think that it's important that we... You know, embrace where we are in terms of uh, how life is conducted now, uh, and still, you know, the things that we want are still very much uh, available to us. Just like uh, you mentioned when you met Nick, and how you wanted a certain type of um, dynamic, right? And you still enforce that, so you can still do that even as you're swiping or meeting people online and stuff like that. Um, all of that um, is still available, and you know the. The rules for dating have always changed from generations, and all of a sudden, it's like all oh, the millennials' fault. But it's always changed. Yeah, it's right. always evolving, one hundred percent. So you don't think dating apps make dating harder? It's I th- if you can control them. Yeah, maybe? I think I think you know apps in general. Uh, we have a lot of tools that make life easier in many ways. I think dating as well. Um, I think that they they you know apps. You know, you have to weed out more people. And yeah. so you do increase, you have the potential to increase your dating pool. So you might have to kiss a few more frogs before exactly. you get to the prince that you automatically would have. But that's just, it comes with it. I do feel like we're the first generation to get like burned out on dating. Like we coined like the dating fatigue phrase. Yeah. Where you have to just like disconnect for a while and be like, I'm going to stay off my phone and not go on like a date a week yeah. Anymore, whereas that wasn't necessarily an option yeah. before. It's so, it can be really overwhelming. I, I still think it's always good to have someone that can vouch for a guy. So that's why it's, I still think like, you know, meeting through friends mm-hmm. or no, at, like a par- at like a party that a friend has. It is hard because you're like, I know all my friends' friends. But then you sometimes surprise yourself and realize you don't, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Um, your most recent book says that it will give readers clarity on what their post-date thoughts and feelings mean. And I feel like that's always so hard. You go on a date and you're like, do I like this guy? Do I not? I don't know. He was okay. Should I give it another chance? So tell us a little more about that. How do you do that? And um, yeah, how do you do it? Well, that book was basically um, me. It started off as uh, Instagram content. It was me really articulating uh, the, the process as I was going through it. Right, And what I learned was that... Um, whether you're 
male or female, white or black, you know, we all experience these things. We experience rejection. We experience, you know, butterflies and all these different things at different times. Um, and so the reality is just the biggest way to do that is just to stay present in the moment. And sometimes we think uh, so far ahead. It's like we leave the house, we're headed out on a date, and we're like, is this the person I'm going to marry? Yeah, right? you think so right? many Like, are we going to be together forever? But it's funny, like, when you meet somebody, like, you meet a new friend, you don't say, are we going to be best friends forever? <laughs> I do that, but that's because I'm crazy. <laughs> but you probably don't, like, fixate on it, Yeah, right? like, you, you meet the person and you allow I don't know. Do you? Okay, I met this one friend recently, and, like, she has a husband who, I don't know, like, she has... That he has the same name as Nick and like also has long hair. Whatever they kind, they like, just oh my they God, just like fake. look they just like look like they could be besties. And then they have a and then her baby was born the same day as Rilo. So I'm like, all right, this okay. is a lot of commonalities. So I'm already like we've hung out once, and I'm like, I wonder if next summer the, the summer they'll they will want a vacation with us, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like and we can go on like a family vacation together. And we've hung out once, mm-hmm. you know. So, so would you advise against this? <laughs> I definitely do it. Needless to say, they can't. Go on the vacation because yeah. I already asked them. Oh my god! I'm, but I'm 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 a, like I'm a special person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, special is good. Sure. Um. All right. Well, we have so much to pick your brain about, but mm-hmm. we're gonna take a quick sponsor break, and then we're gonna pick your brain about dating more later on the podcast, and we're also gonna jump into what's in the news. Sweet. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Third Love. Third Love is probably my favorite bras that I've found in a very long time. They have a perfect fit using millions of real women's measurements. Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. Here's how it works. First, you fill out your fit finder quiz. You answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit. This was very helpful for me because I found out that I was wearing the wrong bra size and I had been for years and I was like, oh, No wonder things are not very comfortable. Uh, So over 10 million women have taken this quiz to date. You answer a bunch of different sizes about how your bra currently fits. Then I looked at a bunch of pictures of of drawings of boobs, and you have to pick which one yours looks like. So I, I I couldn't really tell which one mine looked like, so I just had Nick look at my boobs and I said which ones do mine look like and he very quickly was like this one uh it's actually very fun it takes less than a minute to complete did you know your breast shape matters when finding a good fit I didn't but I found out that that it does uh so third love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body they also offer double the number of sizes that most brands offer they have cup sizes a through h I don't even know it goes up that far and bands up to 48 50% of women fall in between standard cup sizes. So 3rd Love invented half cup sizing, which is fantastic. 3rd Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash single now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash single for 15% off today. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Okay, well, we were just talking about dating apps. Um, Kevin actually writes for Zoosk, that is a dating app, their uh, blog Date Mix. And he wrote all about the seven new love resolutions for dating success in the new year. And we're in the new year. We're in the new year. Perfect timing. People are ready. Mm -hmm. So, Kevin, let's let's talk about them. Number one, you say, is embrace the evolution. What does that mean? Kind of like what we were talking about. Life is different. And so um, 
you know, instead of fighting against it, just kind of using everything that's at our disposal now. So there are apps. There are over 8,000 niche dating websites. There are the social media. There, there are so many ways uh, to, to engage with people. And so if you're single and you're looking, the best thing that you want to do is engage with people. And as much people as possible, the increase your chances of kind of finding that person. And it's just, you know, using those things to, uh, using those tools to reach people. But we still have to do the work of building relationships. But just, you know, this is where we are. You know, so instead mm-hmm. of fighting it, kind of swim with the current. How do you feel about people that spend a bunch of time, like months, texting people on apps and put off uh, meeting in person? Yeah, uh, I think uh, that is a, the wrong way to go about okay. it, <laughs> to put it. I would um, agree. You know, you, the, you t- typically want to get offline as soon as possible. Um, and so you engage online, but, you know, life has to be lived offline. So you want to, if you meet somebody on an app or a website and you develop some rapport, you want to take it uh, to the phone and then you want to meet up. Um, mm-hmm. You want to, you want that. You don't want to live online, right? You want to create a relationship. You can't create a relationship without uh, connecting in person and on the phone. Um, you know to build things, right? So that's number two. Focus on the connection, yep. right? Yep. Uh, you know because we're, you know, we're more connected, but more disconnected than we've ever been at all, right? And so, yes, we have these apps. Yes, there's social media, but. We actually have to focus on connecting and building relationships because those are the only, um, that's how you actually build it, right? You, a relationship cannot be, um, you can't, you can swipe, swipe, swipe all you want. You can like pictures, but if you don't actually put the time and effort in to build it, um, it won't last. Right. And then number three is find your sweet spot online. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's just the nature of where we are. Um, every site isn't going to be for everybody, every app isn't for everybody, but I do believe that as a single, you should have some type of um, outlet online. You just want to have, you basically, you want to have all your doors open. And so you might not meet a person that way. You might meet somebody through a friend or otherwise. But as long as that door is open, you have the potential to meet uh, a suitable partner. Right. And you say don't discount social media. So you're open to uh, sliding into DMs. Absolutely. Okay. Now, you got to do it. You know, there's etiquette. You know, yeah, I, if somebody is thinking they want to slide into a DM, yes. what should they, what is the right way to do okay, it? Well, first of all, especially for the guys, no yeah. unsolicited DMs. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you want to kind of gauge first. Yeah. You know, if you're on Instagram, you want to like a picture or two, okay. leave a comment. Have like some banter. Slow and easy. Slow and it. easy. If you get a like back, okay, she might be open. Then you can slide in. Then you can slide I in. I like that. That's great. That Don't is... come out of nowhere. Then they're like, who is this creeper? Yeah. Yes, a like back is good. A like back. Like, yeah. okay. And then you don't want to just say, hey, right? Yes, like, so- but just know if you're looking for those light backs, you're gonna, like backs, you're going to have to like go onto every one of your pictures, open up who's liked it, scroll. Th- like It's going to take some work to make sure Unless, they've liked you back. I mean, if you're a true millennial, you're checking your phone all the time. You'll get a notification <laughs> or you'll get a That's comment. True. That's true. And just, you know, just slide in and, and use your adult words. Though. You have to talk. Like, you know, hey, I, I like the book that you were reading on your profile. Yeah, Something. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. I hate a bland hey. Yeah. Um, okay, number four, lead with your true self. Yeah. You know, if the easiest way to find people that fit you is to be yourself. And a lot of times when we go on dates, we leave uh, we leave the house with a mask on and we're projecting what uh, I am trying to present to you, what I think you like. And that might work for a time, but at some point the real me is going to come out. And so 
by leading with your true self, you you tend to it helps you uh, find people that kind of are in line with your values quicker. I like that because sometimes people do like the social adjusting, mm-hmm. which is good. Everyone yes. does that naturally, but you can take it to an extreme where you try to pretend to be somebody that you're not. Absolutely. All right. What is the last piece of advice for the new year? Okay. So we're going to skip ahead. Yep. There's We have be flexible. Remember to be social offline. That's yes. a good one. And then yeah, that's, finally. That's good because then you can meet in person, which is, you know. Always great. Always great if you just get that dating app fatigue. Finally, number seven. Remember the process takes time. Mm-hmm. It happens. It doesn't happen overnight. And so it's going to take texts. It's going to take dates. It's going to take, you know, some failed dates or dates that don't blossom like you want. That's just part of the process. And so I think that if we uh, remember that it is also a journey to build something, if we remember that, um, it helps us along the way. I got good advice when I was really nervous and I was dating Nick and I just wanted to be like 20 steps ahead, mm-hmm. you know. And my friend called me up and, she, and she's the one that had introduced us. Um and, and she's like, Laura, I'm not going to tell you anything else about him. Just let things happen organically. Yeah. And she used that word organically, which I think is kind of in line with what you're saying here. And that just really stuck with me. Where I was like, yeah, like, why am I trying to force something to happen quicker than I want it to? I need to let it happen organically. And that calmed me down a bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe not completely because it's hard <laughs> to when you really like somebody and you're yeah. just nervous and you're like, I really want it to work. He's like so perfect. And he's just, you know, the nicest, smartest most amazing person I've ever met. But she said, let things happen organically. Yeah. And that's kind of like, you know, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Don't rush it. And and it is a process. And whether it works out or not, that period of getting to know each other is always going to be the most fun anyway. Yeah. And you forget that at the time. You're like, you this do. isn't fun. I want to yeah. be secure. Yeah. I want to know that we've got this on lock. And, uh, but then I look back, I'm like, oh my God, those butterflies, those first mm-hmm. right. dates. I, I would kill to go back on one of those first dates. Yes. It's exciting to not be sure. It really is. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, And good luck in the new year. Yeah. All right. You want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. What are you reading? So I was reading the New York Times. This is an article by Sharon Otterman. And she writes about how sending nudes to strangers might mean jail time. So Angela, I don't know if you remember, we had read like a long time ago about how there were certain people that were airdropping like nude and like dick pics to strangers in subways. Right. And that was like unsolicited. Totally though. unsolicited because AirDrop allows people to send Im- images anonymously, she writes. There is no way for a commuter to know who is who in the busy train car might have sent it. Wow. And unlike traditional public lewdness crimes, the sender might not know who exactly within 30 feet is receiving the picture because the feature identifies nearby phones only by a phone's nickname. So people can just like... As a funny prank, just like be on the phone and like start selecting people and like sending dick pics and stuff because I don't know why you are <laughs> think it's funny and gross, um, but it's not cool and it can feel extremely violating to be like scrolling through your phone and then all of a sudden have like a dick pic or a naked photo of a stranger or like you know some other lewd photo just pop up on your phone if you have your airdrop selected to all you know open to anybody. Right. Um, so now people are saying, keep your pick in your pants. <laughs> if you do it, the message that you're sending is going to have a fine or jail time. So what this has been known as, it's called cyber flashing, and it's a growing trend, sadly, of technology-enabled sexual harassment. It has been so common that lawmakers introduced a city council bill to explicitly make it a crime in New York City, publishable 
punishable by $1,000 or up to a year in jail. So it's already a misdemeanor in New York State to harass someone by telephone, mail, or other forms of written communication, but that law was not explicitly addressing the issue of visual images. So this bill was introduced and it would add language to the city code that would make it unlawful for a person with the intent to harass, annoy, or alarm another person to send by electronic device an unsolicited intimate image. All I can say is, is this not about time or what? I mean, yeah, there's there's no difference between this and some guy just like dropping his pants in person. So, and which is punishable, a punishable offense. Exactly. So this makes a lot of sense to me. Thank God. Right. Because, uh, you know, even on social media, like I get people who send unsolicited dick pics like in the DMs. It's like, sir, what are you like, What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> We said comment on the book she's reading. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, that's why I like the keep your pick in your pants thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good news for anybody in New York City. And uh, hopefully this will happen in, in other Please. states and right. cities uh, around the country because that's not cool. Don't do it, guys. So, but you it's can send funny. It, you can send it anonymous, anonymously. So then how do you track down the person, though, to like. That's a good yeah. question. I'm sure maybe you could. I'm sure there's a way to track it down. Right. I don't know. Some cyber crimes. That's actually. Shit. A great question um, that I don't know if they answered, but there's there's got to be a way for them to to find out. I know like Apple's super mm-hmm. on like privacy, right. but I guess if they do find out that you're doing it, maybe they have like cameras in the subways. They can see yeah. you doing it. So go to the police if you get one. I guess. Yeah. If you get one, just go to the police and I'm sure there's maybe a way that they can like track down like within the image. I don't know. I'm not a tech person, guys. (laughs) I just know that it's going to be finable and you could go to jail. So is it really worth sending naked pics if you want to go to jail for a year? No. So just, they're going to find you, okay? Uh, All right. It is time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an all-in-one business management platform for creative small businesses. And if you're a small business owner, HoneyBook.com can help you spend less time handling the administration work and more time doing what you love. There's so many difficulties in growing and managing a business. I have all these business ideas, but honestly, it's like all the logistics that are stopping me. I didn't know that something like HoneyBook even existed until they became a sponsor. So I have a lot of ideas. Some of my ideas, I really want to open like a pet store one day called Cool Dog. I talk about it pretty much, I don't know, every week. Nick wants to, (laughs) Nick's like, please stop talking about your business idea for your dog shop called Cool Dog. He doesn't understand how it's different than other dog stores, but it just is because it's cool dog stuff and all the dog shops that I go to are not cool stuff. That's not the only difference. Whatever. Just trust me. It's a good business idea, okay? Uh, so HoneyBook makes it easy to streamline your process with client and calendar management tools and custom branded proposals and contracts. You can even get e-signatures, generate invoices, get paid faster, all within one online system. Basically, they just take care of all the crap you don't want to deal with. Over 75,000 photographers, designers, event professionals, and other solo entrepreneurs have saved hundreds, if not thousands, of hours a year with HoneyBook. If I ever open my my dog shop called Cool Dog, I'll be using HoneyBook. Uh, so that's why we've partnered with HoneyBook.com to offer This Is Why You're Single listeners 50% off the first year of HoneyBook with promo code SINGLE. So get started at HoneyBook.com today. Use promo code SINGLE for 50% off your first year. Again, that's HoneyBook.com, promo code SINGLE. 
We'd like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself. If you can think it, you can dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. And that is what Angela and I did when we were just a little tiny sketch show. And we said, you know what? Let's make ourselves look a little more professional and let's create a website. And we put clips from our sketch show. We put our gallery up. We put show dates and like links to where you could get tickets. And then since then, we've expanded uh, to include like our podcast page and then our book page. And we've got like our this is why you're single shop where you can buy like fun t-shirts and we've expanded as our business has grown. And this is all before they were even a sponsor of our podcast. We were using Squarespace. So we love Squarespace. We think you will too, no matter what you do, if you're a designer, a furniture maker and writer, blogger, photographer, a nutritionist, you can use Squarespace. This is how they do it. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have analytics that help you grow in real time, and they have their 24-7 award-winning customer service. So turn your cool idea into a new website, showcase your work, blog or publish content. Do it. Just check out squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, use our offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And you know, if you want to, if you're curious, go to thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can see what we did with our Squarespace website and maybe it'll inspire you to create your own. That's squarespace.com slash single offer code single. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox for our friend Kevin to help us answer? Okay. First up, we have an anonymous question. They write, hi, big fan here. At random times of the day, my boyfriend asks, do you want to have sex later? And almost every single time I say no. It's not sexy to me and doesn't make me want to do anything. What do you think I should say to him about this? Also, my boyfriend is a huge football fan. We both started this relationship about a year and a half ago, knowing that I am not a football fan. How should I support him in this? His whole family loves football too. If I just don't care, help. Okay, so two questions. Well, about the football, it depends on, really depends on him. I'm a a football fanatic. I don't necessarily need you to be one. Um, It would be great if you didn't talk while the game was on. Um, (laughs) Right. But other than that, like, I'm fine. But, you know, if if he wants her to kind of, you know, experience that, you know, sometimes you got to take one for the team. Uh, uh, You know. But, like, don't you think you don't have to have everything in common? Absolutely. As long as they have other things that they bond about. You can support them, like, from afar. Like, hey, (laughs) you watching the game today? Great. I'll order you a pizza and some wings. Right. How about you and the guys go hang out? Yes. And then go. I don't want to go to the mall with you. Right. And so... In that instance, in terms of the sex thing, uh, you know, I, I would ask had she had a conversation with them. Hey, listen, babe, I like this. Like, you know, this this gets me on. Like, if you touch me this way or if you talk to me this way, like, you know, I want to please you, but I, like, start my murder motor a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's hard to go from, like, cold to hot. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what he's asking for. Yeah, that's hard. Well, first I'll speak about the football thing. So <laughs> my dad throws a Super Bowl party every year. Mm-hmm. And every year, my mom and her best friend during the Super Bowl party, they go to they go thrift store shopping. Trif. And that's like that's like what they do. every. Yeah. And so like, why not? It's perfect. I, and I also, like with Nick, I'm like very encouraging of him having other interests because I want him to be able to like do some stuff outside of me, you know, right. and like mm-hmm. use his brain differently. So then like, 
when he's done doing that activity, he'll want to hang out with me and like right. miss me, you know? And he, he's very into sports. It's funny when we first started dating, I was writing for ESPN and working for them and mm-hmm. I hosted a poker show and I had been writing for them. I wrote for them for five years. Now I don't play poker at all. And I also just don't follow sports. So your interests change, yep. you know, like maybe you're into something at one point and then you're not. And so now Nick, Nick is super into poker, which is funny. Cause I was the one that was like the big, poker tv host mm-hmm. and i used to cover like every major sport now i just i don't know i just like don't now that i'm not writing about it i just don't pay attention as much and nick's got like the games on you know all weekend mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't even know who the coach is anymore i'm yeah. just not i don't follow it so your interests are going to change and that's going to happen like throughout your life as as long as you have some like core things that yeah. that you're into. You know what? I will say I don't watch football, but I do love musical theater. And that's also something that's not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and like I get it. When you really love something, you want to share it with the person that you love. But I know that like my fiance, Ian. Is that he, fun to say? That was the first time I said it. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know that he doesn't want to listen to like jazz hands first thing in the morning. So like I'll like for me, I'll be like okay, once in a while, watch a musical with me, but I don't expect him to do it all the time, you know? It's like you got to like... Every now and then. and like You maybe, don't want to force somebody into something they're not into, but you also want to select, share things that you think they'll like. So maybe like if you're like, oh, hey, you're really going to like the halftime show, watch this <laughs> show with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. And also, yeah, maybe go to like one football game with him, but you don't have to sit there and watch the whole game. Like right. just you've got other shit to do. And then in terms of the sex thing, I don't know. Like, I mean... Maybe I would just tell him like, hey, let's try to like have it be a little more organic, yep. you know, and uh, but I got to say now that I have a kid, Nick and I, we have to do the thing like, do you want to have sex later? Like he literally was like, do you want to have romantic time <laughs> on Wednesday? We call it romantic time. And so he's like, do you want to have romantic time on Wednesday? And I was like, sure. And then like romance time and then it's Wednesday and I like totally forget and after I put the baby to bed <laughs> and then he comes in, he's like do you want to have romantic time? And I was like, right now? Okay, sure. And then like, and then we'll get in the mood. So I I see where his head's at. Like it's a priority to him. And like, I don't know, some people would be into it. Like I like that Nick approaches me Mm -hmm. and says that. So for me, I would enjoy that. But maybe just tell him like, sometimes let's have it be a little more organic. He might just not know. Yeah. Exactly. Which he probably doesn't. And instead of being like, do you want to have sex later? He could try being a little more, like he could sext her. They could try sexting during the day. Yeah. Build up. Um, What else we got in the mailbox for Kevin to help us answer? Okay. This one is from Karen. Karen writes, I love your podcast. I am going through a divorce and now I am single after 12 years. Your podcast has helped me get through this year and helped make dating easier. Oh, Karen. Aw. Thanks, Karen. Thank you. Um, Now that I am single, several of my male friends have started hitting on me. It pisses me off because I don't think of them that way and never will. I almost feel guilty like there is something I am doing that is having them confess their feelings. Can men be friends? Is it even possible or do they all hope to have sex with you? How do I handle this? I don't want to ruin the friendships, but I also am not the one hitting on them. Any tips on how I can prevent them from hitting on me? Let's ask the guy. Yeah. How would you tell well i mean yeah i yeah well whoa, all those that? questions all those questions. yeah <laughs> well it goes back to those those boundaries that we talked about earlier like yeah. you really have to set those clear cut boundaries and not you know not break those and all and be vocal hey listen you know um i'm not we're friends i'm not interested in exp- uh in any other type of relationship um and you have to be vocal with that and then if you set those boundaries and are vocal with it and they keep pushing it 
then that there was probably aren't really friends. He probably no. shouldn't be people that yeah. you should be engaging with anyway. You know? I totally agree. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. You've got to set and maybe just say like you can even throw in comments when you meet a new guy friend like. Ugh, it's so nice to have friends that are just guys that don't yeah. hit on you. You know, like it's amazing. But, yeah, yeah, just like say something like that. Like, oh, I love, I love hanging out with you. It's just so nice to have like just a guy friend, and mm. and then maybe ask him advice on people that you are dating. You know, yeah. and be like, I gotta pick your brain from a person that's just a guy friend uh, about someone that I actually like. And you know, you could say those things because it's you know this is not. This is not your fault, you know. Clearly, they weren't reading the room correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. But, She's but, saying I don't want to ruin the friendship, but that's not something that you need to be worrying yeah. about. No, really. this is not something you need to be worried about at all. This is them. But, you know, I can also see us getting a response from a guy saying or a, an email from a guy saying, like, I really I have a friend that's a girl. and Like, I'm not sure if she likes me or not. Mm-hmm. And like, we've been friends for a long time and we're so great together and I enjoy her company. And like, how should I? Uh, you know, what do I do? How do I let her know? And we're like, you just got to ask her. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I can also see us giving advice of just saying like, you just got to ask her. And I can only hope that these guys are respectful in the way that they're asking. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's probably going to make things awkward when you turn them down because you're going to always know they kind of had a crush on you. But I don't know. From my experience, I have uh, our, our former podcast guest Scott Rogowski we were very close friends and at one point we were like let's see if this is something and we went on a date it wasn't we never even like kissed on the date we like the most we did was hold hands around an ice skating rink Mm -hmm. and then there was no chemistry there and we actually very easily were able to just go back to being friends and it not being weird right it's easy when you're both on the same page about it for sure I think it's very difficult to carry on a friendship when one person is secretly in love with the other yeah a hundred percent but hopefully they're respectful when you tell them. And like, yeah, maybe in, in the future, uh, something you could do if you're worried about this is just saying like, yeah, making the comments that I said about how nice it is to have people that are just friends that don't hit on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And definitely listen to what Kevin said about if they're not respecting your boundaries, mm-hmm. then you don't need them in your life. Because no. that just indicates that they don't respect what you have to say. Especially if like, they make you feel bad about not being into them or something. Yeah. Like, it's right. like, that's not a real fuck, friend. Fuck you, dude. Like, I don't. I don't feel this. Mm. Like, right. like, don't They're make me feel weird about that. things to the table at that Yeah, point. you don't owe them anything. Uh, we hope that's helpful. If you want your listener questions answered or if you have any f- messages that you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is dating responsibly. So tell us a little bit more. What does it mean to date responsibly? So it means a few things. One, it means to be intentional. Um, and so just as intentional as we are in uh, picking out outfits or uh, looking for employment, being that intentional in, you know, who we attach ourselves to. Um, and it's also about being, it's also some self-awareness in that. Um, because the thing about dating is we are all, we are, all are at different places at different times. And so some of us want marriages. Some of us don't. Some of us want relationships. Some of us don't. Uh, but it's about being self-aware enough to know exactly what you want and also articulating that to the people that you come across. Um, and that's for both sexes, right? So sometimes we meet people, we want certain things, but we, we aren't forthcoming about the things that we want. Or we don't want certain things and we're not forthcoming about that. And so it's just a reality. You know, it's about transparency. Um, true relationships are built on transparency um, in general. Right. So the first step is probably identifying what your standards are, 
right? And not compromising yep. on that. Because I, I think a lot of the time, like you'll meet somebody and you want a relationship and they'll be like, no, I'm not really looking for a relationship. And you're like, okay, that works too. So like when women are in that situation, mm-hmm. don't do that. No, I mean, if the reality is, is if you want something and this other person does not want that thing, they're probably not going to change their mind. You know? I think. Right. I think the thing is when people say like, "Okay, that's fine," it's because they think they're going to change somebody's opinion exactly. and they think they're going to change somebody's mind. And that's the thing that that I think we've learned from all the from you know doing 179 episodes is that it's really hard to change people. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, in a relationship, people are going to compromise. Like Nick hated having a schedule. I was an overscheduler. We had to kind of like I had to loosen up the schedule and not overschedule us. And he had to realize that like I need to make plans to feel you know less chaotic in my life. So you you can compromise, but you're not going to change people's like core wants mm-hmm. and core personality. And so. So yeah, you you know I would also listen to we did an episode with Andrea Siertas. I was just thinking about that. And, it all comes back to that. Yeah, and her whole thing was was making the must haves and can't stands. Yes, mm-hmm. of making must have, and I think it was like five. Mm-hmm. And only put five on each list. Anyways, go back and listen to that episode too because that will that will be like a great companion piece with what Kevin's talking about here. Um, we're also we'd also want to know like how can people make better choices in terms of the people that they they date and like spot those red flags that you've been talking about? Yeah, well, I think that uh, that intentional piece comes in it, and also allowing you know allowing time and and space to kind of reveal things for you. Like sometimes we meet people and it's like, oh, I'm, I love this person. It's like you just we, uh, you went on one date. You know, like just allow the pro again, it goes back to that process. Like, don't forget organic that process and let it grow. Like, it has to grow. And as it grows, as you, people, we in general, good or bad, we reveal who we are in time and proximity as we engage with each other. And so, it's just important to allow that time and space to kind of be, be an aid, be a guide for you. Like, time does a wonderful thing for us if we let it. Um, and then it's just about, okay, what do you want, right? Knowing the type of person that fits you. Um, knowing the kind of lifestyle that you that you want to live that's important to you, and as, as you know that, it helps you identify who kind of fits that um, that way of living. It's funny that you say like people will go on one date and then say, "Oh, I want to be this person forever." And I'd hate to stereotype women doing it, but I I feel like most it's most of my girlfriends that I talk to that do that, and they go on a date with somebody and they're like, "Oh, I really like this guy," and then they spend every other interaction trying to almost like lock them or like prove or you know get the guy to feel the way that they do mm-hmm. instead of looking at the relationship like that guy's still figuring me out and seeing if you know I should also be figuring out this guy out because instead of approaching every hangout as an opportunity to learn more and also in that process decide whether you still like that person does that make sense like yeah. every yeah. time you hang out with this guy is also an opportunity for you to decide that they're not right for you it shouldn't be exactly. an opportunity for you to try to like you know Audition. Hook, hook yeah. them, or yeah, your it's not your ex- audition. Yeah, it's not your audition. Mm-hmm. It's mutual auditions, and every date is like that until until you decide this is the person that I want to be with forever. Yeah. Right. It's okay to get excited. You just have to kind of remember your worth and know that you don't have to like cling on to this like first guy that you have feelings for. Yeah, they're equal. Like, they equally need to prove themselves absolutely. to you. And we we do that in all other areas, right? You're looking mm-hmm. for you're looking for a job and. You go and you have a great interview. But guess what? They're still interviewing somebody else after you. And they still want you to come back for a second interview, maybe this time with a panel. And, and then, this time a third interview. And right? then you decide, like, is this a company I want to work at? Yeah. 
And maybe you go back and home and you do research on the company mm-hmm. or you talk to like a friend of a friend that used to work there. Yeah. You're like, is this company is this company suck or is this is this a good place to work? Yeah. Right? Because you're, you're trying to find a right fit for you. And so that doesn't happen overnight. Um, but it does take dating, which is, you know, you're gathering data, you're gathering information as to, is this a person that fits me? On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. So Kevin has lots of thoughts on modern dating, so we are going to see if his wisdom could benefit some celebrities who kind of suck at dating. We're going to ask him to give a little advice in a game we call From From the the Cart. Like Hart and his last name. Oh, get it? Okay, yeah. I got it. And we, we, well, we they, they suck at dating, but maybe they're also they're figuring exactly. Out. They suck the way we all suck. Yeah, dating yeah, is yeah. Hard. All right. Um, first, here you go first, Angela. Okay, so first celebrity that needs your advice, Pete Davidson. He he keeps getting tattoos of his girlfriends, and then it doesn't work out. It seems like he moves too fast. What would you say to Pete Davidson? No tattoos. <laughs> right that's as easy as it is like, I mean, don't, don't do this don't do it like just you, you, when you feel like you want a tattoo like go get a tattoo of something else and just <laughs> you know like just allow time to flow um maybe wait you know yeah okay <laughs> next celebrity is ariana grande who got engaged to pete davidson after just a few weeks of dating is a few weeks too soon to get engaged <laughs> for anybody uh yes yes uh you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so it's kind of like what we were just talking about yeah like we just you know, and you know, we meet, it is exciting when you meet people and you really like them, and you know, you feel the butterflies and it's intoxicating and invigorating. But at some point, we have to remember, you know, that dissipates, and we actually have to build and work at build something. Um, and so, and then we have to uh, be willing to work at the relationship. And so, in the midst of that, like, there's no rush, <laughs> right? <laughs> Certainly not for engagement either. Yes, Ariana. Um, okay, number three. Poor Rob Kardashian. He seems to have some confidence issues. He cheated on his first girlfriend, Adrian Bailon. He got possibly scammed by Black China. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's that. got a lot going on. Yeah. What would you say to Rob Kardashian? Um, so from the outside looking in, it seems like he might need to do a little self work. Um, if you aren't, you know, confident in yourself, you don't believe in yourself, then you you are you open yourself up to all type of things and all type of people. And so he might need a breather. You know, just a break, you know, work, mm-hmm. you know, talk to himself in, in the mirror, mm-hmm. um, you know, be the champion of his own self yeah. before he gets back out there. I like that. All right. Next up is Cardi B. She just had a baby. Um, yeah. She's getting divorced. I saw that. Um, what kind of advice would you give to Cardi B? Well, uh, to uh, keep her love life off social media. I mean, it's hard. For to, everybody. Or, well, for, for everybody or more just for celebrities? Just in general, I mean, for everybody. I mean, you, yeah. you can um, you can celebrate your love, but the details of your relationship are it should be you know between you guys, not for shouldn't be for public consumption. And so it's hard for her because she uh, you know came into the light on media and on TV, and so it's hard to kind of separate that at times. But I think that when you open your relationship up for public consumption, all type of things get into it. And so I, I would be a little more private. Uh, take your time. You know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a um, breakups are never easy. And it's especially when you're talking about they, they're married. And so mm-hmm. having to go through that and, and have a new baby, I'm sure, is super challenging. 
Um, and so I would say, oh yes, you know, take your time, take your time. Oh with it. yes, it is challenging yep. having a little baby. <laughs> um, finally, we have Drake. Uh, Drake did that whole thing where he tried to confess his feelings for Rihanna in yeah. public and got shut down. Yeah. Um, How should you approach somebody that you have a crush on? Yeah. Well, if it's Rihanna, then you know. I, I mean, I'm I'm for confessing it publicly. Right. I guess we all turn into dweebs. Them. You know. But um, <laughs> yeah, when it's general, Rihanna, you you any chance you get, you you probably right. like, even if it's at whatever that was, the VMAs. VMAs hey, listen, do it. You never know. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, it's just about being transparent, and so you can do it in a way. Hey, listen, just being open with people. You know, um, I like you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it that's a hard thing to do, but um. It's easier than walking around with it, knowing that you like this person or you're interested and not knowing. Right. And so the quicker you find out, the quicker you can even start building something or move on. Right. And going back to our listener question, then once if they tell you no, then you respect Rihanna's boundaries. Yes. Um, Lastly, uh, Katy Perry. She got divorced over text message from from Russell Brand. So, like, what, you know, and then she's dating Orlando Bloom, but they're always, like, off and on. I feel like she's going for, I mean, Orlando Bloom's not, like, a bad boy, but. Um, <laughs> but he's a hot boy, is, and they get around. Yeah, so, I don't know, any kind of advice for, for Katy Perry? Um, so, it seems as if, uh, again, this is funny, outside looking in at Russell Brand, Orlando Bloom, the same type of person. So, sometimes you got to look back and say, wait, I've kind of dated the same person in the last three people I've met. And so sometimes it takes you saying, uh-oh, what am I doing that keeps me in these with these type of people? Um, yeah. And just it goes to change the routine, change the type of people that you engage with and interact with. Um, but anybody that's divorcing you over text message, oof, that is rough. I yeah, mean, that's more like advice for for uh, for Russell Brand. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. Right? Yeah. Um, Oh, I, I want to add a last celebrity. I'm curious to get your advice for Leonardo DiCaprio. Are you like, you know, he, he dates a lot of younger women and like gets around with, you know, he's dated like every hot model yeah. in from a Victoria's Secret catalog. What, uh, but is he doing anything wrong or is he like living his best life? I think he's living his best life. I, I don't think he's doing anything wrong if he's honest and open about his intentions. That's true. Um, you know, we again, we don't have, you know, we're all at different places at different times. So his obligation is to to those young women is to, hey, this is who I am. This is my lifestyle. And be open about that. This probably won't last forever. Right. I'm probably not going to get married. But if you're down to like have some fun. Then, right. You know. That's and, true. I like it. As long as he's honest. Yeah, as long as you're honest. That's good. All right. Well, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much to our guest, Kevin Carr. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Kev underscore car with two r's and you can purchase all of his books on amazon any other plugs that we should tell people about about where they can find you and uh where they can find your stuff uh twitter instagram my website is uh kevin s uh is in samcar.com and uh dating is dead is on youtube so you can youtube that the ted talk and uh yeah that's about it a uh, little plug for ourselves. You can also find our books available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and our audiobooks on Audible. Yep, and get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social ourselves, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes, and thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye! Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. ba.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.